Welcome to episode one of the Iowa Bicycling Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt. And we're talking about bikes just for the fun of it. This is the social side of bicycling. There aren't grams or watts, and that's okay. This is a no-drop podcast. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Uh, top news, Governor Reynolds signed a bill appropriating $1 million to the State Recreational Trails Fund, REAP, uh, Resource Enhancement and Protection Act was also funded at similar levels to years past. So the State Recreational Trails Fund is 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 one of those kind of bellwether things that use is used to fund trails across the state. Um, normally, it sees about two to two and a half million dollars. Sometimes up to six million dollars. I've seen ten million proposed, but not enacted. Um, and so considering the economic hardships that we have possibly right now with the budget, you know, a million dollars isn't, isn't too bad. Um, so uh, it was hard fought, though. The House uh, of Representatives in Iowa voted for a million dollars in their bill. Uh, the Senate voted for zero. In fact, they didn't even list the program in, in their, uh, their bill. Uh, after some initial advocacy uh, the Senate increased their amount to 750000 and then finally accepted the House version at $1 million. Um, yeah, it's uh, certainly important. Uh, you get about three miles of trail out of a million dollars on average. Um, so when we talk about things like the Great American Rail Trail that's going to uh, go coast to coast and all the way across the state of Iowa, um, boy, that makes it seem like more than a lifetime before we'll see something like that. But uh, keep in mind that the State Recreational Trails Program is usually combined with other grants like REAP or local funding or private funding. And so those can add up and multiply the effect of, of what the State Recreational Trails Fund does. Now, we'd rather have a sustainable source uh, like the Natural Resources and Outdoor Recreation uh, trust fund funded. Um, uh, voters approved that in, in ten years ago, and uh, that the next time we raise sales tax in Iowa, um, that it will go towards the the uh, natural resources and outdoor recreation trust fund. Um, it's probably ten to twenty million dollars a year that could happen that way. So it would be an explosion in trail building if if that was the case, and it becomes sustainable funding. It was heavily discussed this legislative session right up until we recessed uh, for the COVID pandemic, uh, had an emergency recess, and just not knowing what the, what the economy's doing, uh, that discussion was, was uh, not going to take place. So uh, we're optimistic that we've got uh, a continued opportunity for Trails Fund in the future. Um, and we're not going to have a zero year. So it's, 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 those are gap years where nothing gets done. And, and that makes it really difficult. So we're happy that we don't have a gap year. We're happy with a million dollars. Or we're, I should say we're satisfied with a million dollars. We'd be happy with a lot more. But uh, just with some understanding there. There is a bike boom going on. Uh, you've probably heard this. you read about it someplace. Um, bikes are flying off the shelves of retailers. Um, they're just, there's so many people that, you know, the gym's closed or they don't want to go to the gym. They know they need some exercise. So bicycling is, is awesome. Um, and, uh, that's the difficult part is, is that, uh, inventory wasn't prepared for this. Um, and repair service is, is backlogged somewhat too. I know, uh, my bike has been at the shop for 
a little over two weeks, and I'm hoping to see it by the weekend, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, this is certainly a great time for bicycling, and we know the trails are just packed. Um, and there's just a lot of people excited about uh, being out on the trails and being out walking and bicycling and enjoying themselves. Um, a couple, one recommendation, if you're shopping for a bike, uh, you know, certainly check with your local retailers and do it by phone first uh, before you go to the shop because some are open for retail sales inside the shop and some are not. And that could change uh, depending on what's happening in their vicinity. Um, <clears throat> so give them a call. Um, and, uh, and they could probably tell you what they have in inventory and, and help you over the phone somewhat. Um, we've also heard from the community bike programs like the Des Moines Bike Collective and Iowa City Bike Library that they do have used bikes that have been serviced and ready to go out. So um, consider them for an option also. Check their websites for inventory and uh, the procedures that it takes for distribution to get a bike. Um, our bike rides, uh, Baycoon, uh, canceled. Um, I gotta, I gotta tell you, you know, one of the main reasons we canceled the ride, uh, was due to unregistered riders. And, uh, I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear that, but you know, here's the problem. And, and this is a problem any year, uh, but it's a problem definitely this year is that, you know, if we have 2000, 3000 or more riders that show up that we weren't planning for, we're not going to have enough. Kaibos. We're not going to have enough toilet paper. We're not going to have enough hand-washing stations. And hand-washing stations this year is essential. We just simply can't plan for that. We know we have a register, unregistered rider problem. And we're going we're gonna to work on trying to lock that down and fix that. Uh, but it also takes people. I mean, there's a little people. The people on the, that are doing it the right and they're registering for everything. Um, when you start to hear about people not registering for a ride, you got to point that out. Because, um, I mean... Baycoon Ride's a fundraiser for the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. Um, we we operate off from that funding, and it allows us to do some really great things. Um, so um, if we can't plan for the unregistered riders, and it it doesn't help Iowa bicycling, um, it's going to be tough. So um, we decided that this year is better to postpone it up to next year. We've automatically forwarded registrations. If you registered, uh, we sent you an email. Uh, so check your your um, spam box or if you didn't get it, um, but there's instructions over there that what you need to do. Uh, Pigtails ride, they're a different ride, different of course uh, women specific ride, um, and uh, um, we tend to not have as many unregistered riders on that ride, so that one's still on. But we're changing a lot of the aspects to reduce contacts with volunteers and staff and that sort of thing um so it's gonna we're learning a lot as we go um it is august 8th uh, so there's a lot of work that we need to do um and then finally similarly big grove still on uh we're working on a lot of the details with the venues that we're at uh, big grove brewery in both iowa city and solon and reds uh uh, tap room there in North Liberty. Um, they're great. Um, they really take the time and think through this thing. So we need to uh, to work with them uh, to make sure we're not over their capacity. And uh, we don't want to overload the system uh, out there. All right. I want to talk about a uh, bike adventure that I went on this last uh, weekend. Uh, Jennifer and I went out on the Keywash Trail for an adventure. Um, this one starts in Washington, Iowa, or Washington if you're from the the locale, um, and rides out to uh, Kyoto, 
Um, it's um, it, it's a little bit of paved trail, a couple miles of paved concrete, and then it goes to a crushed asphalt or a crushed rock, uh, limestone chip sort of thing. Um, it's not bad. I mean, it was pretty darn smooth. Um, there were a couple soft spots around, but not not terrible at all. Nothing that we couldn't pass through. But we had some thicker tire bikes. I had my uh, my salsa El Mariachi that's got an you know, inch and a half gravel tire on it, and Jennifer's got her uh, um, salsa journey person. Um, that's right. I said journey person. Um, you'll have to look up that model and see why. Uh, and she loves that bike. She'll ride it anywhere. It's really an all-surface sort of bike. Uh, she's ridden it on pavement for ragbrush. She's, she's ridden it on gravel, um, ridden it mountain biking. It just doesn't matter. It'll go anywhere. Um, I would say if you're going to ride that trail, it's awesome. Um, it was a little packed near Washington. Uh, a lot of families out, which was really cool to see. Um, as you get out into the countryside, the families start to disappear. And as you get towards Westchester, which is about the halfway point, we don't see anybody anymore after that point. Um, so uh, heads up. Uh, also, watch out for gopher holes. Um, they kind of sneak up on you. <clears throat> Nothing that it really shouldn't knock you off your bike, but it will give you a surprise, especially if you're not paying attention. So it's 13 miles one way out to Kyoto, so 26 miles round trip total. Um, there's a small convenience store uh, with pizza and burritos and that sort of thing. And they do have an outdoor seating area, which was really nice. So we could sit out and, and kind of enjoy the weather. The bad news is, is we're sitting there sitting out trying to enjoy the weather. We looked and there's this big thunderstorm that's it's building up next to us. And so we thought we had to boogie home. Um, you know, but the good news was it wasn't moving very fast. And, and so it just chased us all the way back. Uh, until we hit Westchester, and then it didn't seem like it was going to hit us at all, um, which was good because that's where I got my flat tire. Ugh, eight flats. And I've just had a million of them on this bike, so it's probably time for some new tires. Um, I think I'm going to go with a tubeless setup on this. I know Adam over at World of Bikes has kind of encouraged me to look at that, um, but just as many flats that I've gotten lately, that might be a, might be a good opportunity. So that was our adventure on the Kiwash Trail. Um, go down to Washington. The, the trailhead and the parking area is just right off Highway 1. Uh, just behind the hotel, there's signs that make it really easy to find. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, different. If, you're, if, you're if you think you're wearing tracks into the trails near your house, uh, venture out a little bit. Because there's a lot of 20, 30-mile trails that are just a whole bunch of fun in the state. So, so head on out. Uh, finally, I want to give a shout out to Ankeny Uptown Lofts. Uh, they have sponsored us with a, with a lease. Uh, we've had a remote office in Ankeny for the past year plus, um, and it was a great opportunity. And, and we were able to stay in Des Moines throughout the entire legislative session and events and things like that. Um, I do want to put uh, the feelers out there uh, in case this happens for next year, but if we have any snowbirds in the Des Moines area that want somebody to house sit, especially during the legislative session, which starts in January 12th, um, more than happy to, uh, to house sit for you. So uh, give us, send us a line and uh, let us know. Um, I want to open this podcast up too. If you have anything that you want to talk about, email us bikeinfo at iowabicyclecoalition.org, uh, mark at iowabike.org, uh, visit our website iowabicyclecoalition.org. 
I've said that enough. Of course, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, those sorts of things. Uh, so check that part out for us too. Uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're going to be on a whole bunch of places. Uh, so if you're on Spotify or iTunes or any of those, uh, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and uh, keep listening. And we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with Iowa Bicycling. Once again, I'm Mark Wyatt. I appreciate your time, and thanks for listening.